and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella. We are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC if you want to check out the video. And thank you so much for listening. Um, there have been so many things um, this week, and so I wanted to come on and share and practice with all of you. Um, so <clears throat> the theme as I have continued to write and kind of wrap up the last of the book um, I was writing the, the chapter on relapse prevention, um, and I have talked about codependency now for at least a year, <laughs> and um, what, I, what I know to be true is codependency is not a dsm 4 diagnosis. It is not a psychological disorder. Um, it is not taught, uh, certainly in, in the training of, you know, how to help people get through challenges. Um, and so it's one of the things that I have been super passionate about writing and, and really discovering and all the things. Um, for those of you who don't know or you're just joining, I was on a seven-month trip in Europe to write about codependency, uh, kind of the origins and the treatment and boundaries and all the things. Um, and I was doing that primarily by myself. Traveling by myself, yes, but also just, you know, kind of writing and going through my own uh, excavation and process of figuring out like who I am and how codependency shows up for me. That said, um, I have written uh, kind of in a way that is breaking down what codependency is. I uh, taught codependency workshops and I have written them um, and then I have taught codependency to clients and I I'm, like I said, I'm super passionate about it. It's a weird thing to be passionate about, but if you find your calling, run with it. Um, and so in, in the concept of relapse prevention, really looking at how codependency is something, it's an orientation of who we are and how we function in the world. Uh, a couple episodes back, I talked about, you know, independent, uh, dependent, uh, and interdependent, which is the gold standard. Um, and codependent is just kind of this maladaptive way that we have of not being dependent on people, but being dependent on other human beings for our validation, acceptance, and love. And so as I have continued, trash truck, as I have continued to kind of look at how codependency shows up in the world, um, you know, and certainly talking with clients and talking with people, um, what I know to be true is even once you have all the tools and skills, once you have all the awareness of where it came from and then going back out into the world and trying to use these new skills, uh, there will be moments, if not several opportunities for you to reorient yourself and prevent relapsing into the codependency that you have kind of grown up being, right? It is, it is a, um, it is a way of being. It is not, uh, it's not a mal, it's not a malady. It's not a disease. It's not something that, you know, can be fixed with a pill or, you know, just whatever, because as human beings, we want to have relationships. Like that's our goal, right? To connect with other people. Um, and we are generally speaking, uh, communal kind of beings. Like we like to work and relate with other people. Um, and so one of the things that I've talked about a lot is if you can have a foundation of self-love and being able to, you know, 
have that acceptance, validation, and love for yourself, then you're not seeking it out from other people. Or at least you don't go into relationship hoping that someone else can validate, accept, and love you. You can just show up and be your authentic self. Um, and it's not as detrimental to who you are and how you function um, because you're not seeking that out from other people. Like, yes, absolutely. We want people to like us. And absolutely, you know, getting someone else's buy-in to love you is great. Um, but loving yourself and seeing all your parts at the same time uh, which is, you know, a relatively new concept to me, is kind of that gold standard. And so I recognize certainly now and recently that for a lot of my life, I have been able to take care of myself, keep myself safe, hide who I am, um, because I, you know, didn't have that awareness of like full self-love. Um, I continue to try to kind of figure that out and how to do that. So um, in tying with the theme for this week of nothing changes if nothing changes, uh, I need to continue to work on how to do that for myself as I am writing these kind of final chapters and teaching, you know, clients how to continue to work on their codependency and self-love at the same time. So um, it's, it's been this whole thing that has continued to show up and it's part of why I came home, to be honest. Like I recognize that I did a lot of the work to write the foundations at the beginning of my trip and, you know, did a lot of excavating and, you know, broke down a lot of my walls and increased all my self-awareness and all these things so that I could come on to, you know, the podcast and talk about these things, but also so that I could really start to practice. Now, being away was one way of doing things, um, but I had to come back here to really figure out how to do it best for myself. And I'm super grateful because I have an amazing accountability buddy and I have someone who is reflecting back to me the things that I am working on understanding. And so that idea of like, nothing changes if nothing changes is really recognizing that like change will happen all the time. Like change is happening around us constantly. Um, good change, bad change, weird change, like, and humans struggle to adapt to change. Like being uncomfortable is something that, that human beings in general are like, we really have a hard time with. Um, choosing to change how we orient to the world and certainly how we orient in relationships to other people is extra difficult, right? Because especially if we're coming from that perspective of we need or really would like people to accept and validate us, and then we're trying to like validate ourselves at the same time, like that is difficult to do. And what I am noticing, certainly being back in this community that I have of, you know, family and friends and, you know, this environment that has grown me for 50 years, um, is that I am triggered constantly. Like I have to come back to the grounded space of like, who am I? What do I know to be true? Um, what are my skills? What is my ability to get through difficult things and still continue to work on changing how I am doing it so that I am doing it for the best for myself? Um, it is, it has not been easy. Um, and I didn't anticipate it being easy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have a hard path 
tattooed on my knuckles and it's backwards because you know cameras um but what i know to be true is that i have often taken the hard path and it has been pointed out to me that sometimes i make things harder than they need to be which is absolutely true um but i do recognize that i do hard things and I learn better by having to go through the struggle. It doesn't always have to be that way, but that's certainly one way that I learn. Um, and so when I made the decision to like tattoo my knuckles with it, uh, two things happened. One, my tattoo artist was like, you really want to put hard, like difficult on your hands? And I was like, yeah, like that's a thing. I have on my shoulders, um, sacrificio and responsabilidad so sacrifice and responsibility because again how i was raised for those of you who've been following along on the podcast uh i've made a lot of sacrifices and i've had a lot of responsibility so understanding that that is my orientation to the world and how i function is helpful to me to then recognize that i don't always have to do it that way um and so i don't always have to take the hard path I hope that I figure that out someday. <laughs> um, but really helping people to understand that we can stay the same. Absolutely. Like it is definitely within our wheelhouse for ourselves to stay the same way that we have always stayed. It's not always helpful though, if our goal is continuing to grow, is continuing to heal and work past our traumas or our old, you know, skills or the way that we have oriented to the world forever just because that's the way we've done it. I think that what I know to be true is like anybody who comes into my office looking for change, I am 100% aligned with that goal, right? When we choose change, it is difficult. And when we recognize that it is our responsibility to own where we came from and how we were raised and then also to do it differently, and to release you know some of those unhelpful things that we've learned over time to change those thought patterns that are maybe not helpful to <clears throat> how we want to orient to the world how we want to relate to other people you're raising littles how we want littles to understand their place on the planet um then it's going to take changing it's going to take active learning a new skill. It's going to take active practice of that skill. I don't always, you know, just do it perfectly. In fact, I will mess it up a hundred different ways, hard path, um, to then figure out the best way to do it. And what I know to be true is my clients, human beings who have come to me and said, you know, my life is not working the way that I want it to, or I am struggling with, you know, these relationships or my identity or grief or you know, I have had this trauma and everything's calm now and now I'm having a lot of anxiety. What I know to be true is that when we start to work together to identify what the challenge is today in the moment and then implement new tools and new ways of doing it, it's going to be difficult. And implementing change when we have control over it feels like it would be a good, you know, a good way to handle things. But it's in practicing on a regular basis and communicating what my expectations are, communicating what my needs are. I talk about that all the time and I still struggle with it myself. It is something that I'm unlearning every day and then also practicing so that I can get better. 
what I know is that I have a lot of unlearning to do still, and I, I have to give myself grace and have emotions at the same time. Um, giving myself grace is like really looking at it and recognizing that this is not always going to be perfect. What I also recognize is everything that I had set up in my life before now to keep me safe, to um, get my needs met, to orient to the world, all of that is gone. Hold, please. Um, and it's gone because I chose it. Um, and I don't like regret any of that. Like the adventure that I went on was amazing. And being able to get to the root of codependency for me, but also recognizing how it works for clients, like that is something that I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do. That said, now I'm back and trying to figure out how this me fits in this old environment has been super difficult. And what I know is that clients will go back into their old environments, right? They'd go back into their own relationships. They go back into their family of origin and they still want that connection, which I love. Like I recognize that that's the truth, right? Um, but I also recognize that like, that's not easy to do. And so when I work with other people, you know, we talk about what is the struggle? What is the challenge? Um, how to do find success in adapting your new skills to this old environment. So I've worked with people, you know, for years now, um, and recognizing like that's not easy to do. Now it's my opportunity to kind of figure out for myself how to do that, even though it's hard, even though it's challenging. And um, I think I made a TikTok the other day. I know I made a TikTok the other day, but I think it was about like how how I can ground and fact check and really help myself from a loving, better perspective to get through these challenges, you know, one step, one day, one hour at a time. It is not, um, I mean, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it flows and I'm able to like really recognize that I am capable of doing these really hard things because I've done really hard things in the past. Um, so one of the grounding techniques is to get really quiet. And sometimes that's difficult because often we like to distract ourselves with, you know, music or podcasts or, uh, you know, watching a show or spending time with friends or whatever to get out of our own head, which is fine for a while. But at a certain point, you have to get inside yourself. You have to really be willing to look at what am I doing? What am I, what are my thoughts, right? What am I saying to myself? All of those things are super important in recognizing how do I ground in who I am with grace and love, acceptance and patience, um, and then, you know, readjust so that I can move forward. Uh, I go hiking often, uh, traveling all the time. Um, and oftentimes I have to reorient myself to the environment. Um, and so part of how I do that is I get really quiet. I'll turn the, you know, turn the music down or take my earbud out or whatever, and then kind of, um, you know, look at where I'm at, right? What are the landmarks? What are the signs? All of the things. Um, and I do that with myself now. 
and I recognize that if I can ground and get quiet, I can find the answer, I can find the direction. What I know to be true about myself is I'm actually really good at direction. So I could be anywhere, literally on the planet, and figure out my way and navigate back to a home base where I feel safe and secure. I can do that with myself now um, to be able to get myself back to calm and safe and secure and then, you know, continue forward. I teach clients that on a regular basis, especially when they're anxious or overwhelmed, is to kind of get really quiet, to take a look around. What do they know to be true? What are their facts? When we are anxious, oftentimes, it feels as though I can't catch my breath. I don't know where I am. Everything feels overwhelming. Sometimes people get super hypersensitive to like light or sound or whatever. Um, and so if you can get really quiet and get inside yourself and go, okay, what do I know to be true? What is my goal? What do I need to accomplish just right now in the next five minutes? Once I get to that place, then I can continue forward. And I may have to stop several times. Like, that's the thing. And what I know now, as I continue, I keep saying what I know now. And part of that is, again, checking my facts, checking really grounding in, okay, what is my goal here? I continue to recognize that this information is important. I continue to recognize that my self-worth and my value and how I am orienting to the world is important for me. And it's also important to be able to give people this message, this information right? There's so many ways that we can help other people without having to sacrifice ourselves, without having to give up who we are and how we work to be able to connect in a way that is meaningful and helpful. And again, because it is our nature as human beings to connect, there are ways of doing that that aren't so detrimental to ourselves that we end up not wanting to be part of a community or a relationship or a situation. I am learning every day that I don't have to sacrifice myself, that I don't have to put myself in a box, that I don't have to cut off parts of myself to be in relationship with other people. I recognized that when I was alone and when I was away and it felt really good because I started to really like and appreciate, you know, who I was. That has grown over time. Today, I recognize that I like myself more than I want to, you know, be part of situations that don't serve me in a positive way and that aren't beneficial to who I'm trying to be and how I'm trying to be in the world. When I work with clients, I am often helping them kind of figure that out. What I have seen, and I'm so grateful to be part of that healing process, is that clients get to that place where, you know, they have moments where they're excited about who they are. They have opportunities to tell me, I am proud of myself for doing this thing. I have had clients in my office who have never really oriented. Um, I'm thinking about one in particular. And uh, she said she'd never really experienced like tears of joy, right? Especially about herself. Uh, it's this overwhelming emotion that just like tears are the only way that it can be expressed. And, uh, and she said, like, I was really proud of myself. And I, I sat there in the moment and I was, I was crying. I had tears of joy 
and pride in who I was. And I was like, wow, like that's amazing. And so being able to give that to people, giving them the space to really see themselves through that lens is incredible. And it, it's something I'm super passionate about when I can sit with a friend or talk with people and they can tell me, you know, I am really excited about this thing that is going to happen or that I'm working on. I am super passionate about this project that, you know, has me jazzed and super excited. I love that. I love being able to connect with people on that level. And I don't have to change who I am or I don't have to like give up parts of myself. I don't have to get in the box to be able to have those interactions, right? I talked last time about how I wasn't going to to California uh, to spend time with my family. And, um, you know, like I said, they they are super accepting and loving and and it's awesome to be able to be part of that community. Um, I have communities here in town that I love showing up for and and spending time in um, because, again, they just like see me and love me all my parts at the same time for who I am and I don't have to do anything extra. I continue to have really awesome conversations with my community to understand how to help people to figure out that change and love themselves through it um, because change is going to happen. We are going to lose people in our lives. We are going to lose jobs. We are going to lose animals. Um, you know, we're going to get good change of like, you know, new people join our family or you know, we get a new job, we get to, um, you know, spend time with and meet new people all the time. And what my goal is in being able to share this with people is to help them to do it from a perspective of being full of love already. Um, I made a TikTok a few weeks ago, which is like saying like, I am love. I know that my orientation to the world, generally speaking, (laughs) is to come from a place of love. It has not always come from a place of um, safety and security. But uh, what I know is that I, I show up and, and I, I give 100% of myself to relationships. Um, I was speaking with uh, my accountability buddy and we were talking about how we'd like to show up at 90% uh, so that we don't have to do all the things uh, and have someone else show up at 90% and just kind of, if I can, you know, if we can find a balance in that, like that would be awesome. Um, and in our friendship and certainly in relationships that I have with other people, I am able to see that now. Whereas before I was giving 120%. Mathematically, that doesn't make any sense because we are only 100%, right? That's the top. Um, I think a lot of times clients, humans, people, we feel as though if we can give so much of ourselves, we will get it back in return. And that's where kind of the the missteps happen is that we find ourselves drained. We find ourselves overwhelmed. We find ourselves resentful of, I'm giving all of this to you and you're not giving anything back. Um, if we're picking the right people and we're, we're coming in with like boundaries and recognizing that there is a limit to where I end and where you begin, um, we can actually create more of a symbiotic, like reciprocal relationship. Um, It is not easy. It continues to be a struggle, even for me, knowing all the things that I know and, you know, from a scientific perspective and from a a clinical perspective and from a human perspective, um, being humans is challenging. 
But I also recognize that humans are incredibly resilient and super capable of adapting to change. So if something changes, we need to change with it. And we do. I know that to be true. I've seen people adapt to things that they never thought that they were capable of. And, you know, one year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, they could not have imagined where their life would be. And yet they're here. And so that continues to keep me passionate and excited about helping people change, right? Helping people adapt to change, helping people to learn to love themselves and for me to love myself through the changes that come. Every day, if I get the opportunity to wake up, I'm very excited about that. Um, Some days it takes a little bit more effort than others, uh, but more often than not, I continue to be excited. And I continue to want to share this information with people. And so I make a podcast every Friday, if I can. Um, you know, I do videos. I continue to do the writing. Like, this is this is how I am orienting to the world today. Yes, sometimes it's a hard path. But it's also worth it to continue to get here. And what I, you know, what I'm getting back in, in terms of feedback from people is that the message is getting out there, which is super helpful. Um, I love that I have been challenged to share this with people, Um, you know, one-on-one, in groups, all the things. Uh, By the way, the next workshop is on Wednesday the 17th at Discovering Greatness in Albuquerque. If you are in town and you want to join me, DM me here, shoot me an email. There are spaces available Uh, but they are filling quickly. So this is your reminder that that is a thing. Um, I love that my clients that I have had from before are checking in and, you know, wanting to to make appointments um, because I'm seeing clients Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I'm also doing virtual. So if you want to get a hold of me that way, that's a thing. Uh, I do want to just, you know, let people know that the struggle is real as evidenced by the emotions that happened earlier. And we continue to work on how to do it differently, on how to orient ourselves with the new awarenesses and skills. It's not easy. There will be relapses. There are going to be times when we go back to old skills and old behavior, uh, our default setting, and then we start over. Like, it's not it's not a curse that we're just going to, oh, I'm going to be codependent forever. I mean, you can, if that's what you choose. Um But if you change and if you continue to use your skills, if you continue to um, challenge yourself to do it differently, what you'll find is that difference happens, change happens, and growth happens. And so you might have those, you know, kind of baby leg moments where it's like, "Ah, I don't know how I'm doing this. Um, And then you figure it out and you find your stride. Um, So that's your nugget for today. I hope to be back next Friday. Um, I will be posting essays on the website, on the blog, and the book is almost done. So once it's done, then you can read this all yourself. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, I'm so glad I got the um, the software to work. I was freaking out that I wouldn't be able to record, and, and then I figured it out. So the retrograde is real, and it affects communication and electronics and messages and old people show up and all the things. Um, so enjoy the rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. I am ending the podcast. 
Uh, it's LX2 Codependency Coaching, wherever you get podcasts, you're listening, which I appreciate. The video is on Instagram. Um, I've got TikTok. I've got, I'm on Facebook. Um, there are lots of ways to get this information. So thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, reach out to me at lx2.coda.coach at gmail.com. Take care and have a great weekend.